From the Presidium, the podcast about movie making and film watching. <laughs> I, I always get those mixed up. I'm happy when I get it right. Yeah, it was this good. is Tim. This is Dustin. And today's quick cut, we are reviewing the movie Annihilation. Yes. This came in as a request from a Twitter... Devin on Twitter. Devin on Twitter asked us to, to review it. Dustin watched it, and I watched it. I did it on Amazon Prime. Did you do Amazon yeah, Prime? Prime. Okay. Yeah, I watched it. Today is Monday, June 3rd. 3rd. I watched it yesterday afternoon, which was Sunday. That's when I watched it. Uh, I don't know, middle of the afternoon. It is summer here, so the, the windows window. are open. So as cars go by and honk and motorcycles and semis and all that good stuff... You get to hear the sounds of the city. Yes, that's what we're going for, cityscapes. Annihilation. Uh, While I was watching it, Dustin had already seen it. Yeah. And as I was watching it, I was texting him all the questions I had and concerns I had about this movie. Not a fan. Just up front, not a fan of the movie. I don't understand why anyone would want to watch it. So this movie actually, although it was recommended, it's I've been it's been on my list for a while, actually, because people... When it came out, I remember it didn't get much publicity, but I knew some people wanted to see it, and they were, I guess they wanted to discuss it with me, but I hadn't seen it, so I had no idea. And it's I never been out for over it. a year, yeah. so the spoil- spoilers, we're we'll talking spoilers. No one saw it the first time around, so. I was looking it up on IMDb. The budget was $40 million. Mm-hmm. The opening weekend was $11 million. Its total gross U.S. was $32 million, so it did not make its money back on budget. Guessing it was not the success they were hoping for. It was brought out by Paramount, which this isn't like a low low budget or indie film type experience. This was. Give us a real quick one minute good. recap of the story from your understand, oh. your unbiased, just the facts, your PC of what the movie is. Uh, essentially, a comet hits Earth and it creates this uh, perimeter around a lighthouse called the Shimmer, and it's like this translucent. Uh, what would you call it? Like film or that glows up out of the crater? Yeah. And they don't know what's inside, so they send people inside to see if they could come back with the idea of whether it's malevolent or not because it's growing. And um, their anticipation, anticipated growth rate was within a period of time it will take over the yes. entire world. And they don't know what's inside because no one comes back. Except Oscar, was it Oscar Isaac? His character who's married to Natalie Portman comes back. He experiences... He was not, he was got the, the shimmer happened three years ago. Yeah. He went on a mission a year ago and um, mysteriously reappears after yes. she thought he was Just dead. in her house. Yeah. And so that's her kind of catalyst for going and joining up with this group of four... How many was it? Four? Five women that they send in? It was, it was in. a team of four and then Natalie just shows up and joins them. Yeah, she joins them. They were handpicked and then Natalie just gets to tag along. Yeah. And so she goes in, she's the protagonist, and science fiction ensues. Or fantasy. And can we put science fiction in quotes? <laughs> science fiction slash fantasy. Yeah. So that's essentially the movie without giving away too much of the plot. There is kind of a couple subplots. I didn't particularly like one of them, but we can get into that. There's the use of flashbacks. It's It, it attempted this kind of non-linear storyline that I didn't buy as much as... They didn't use it often, though. No, but like the entire movie was non-linear, as in it starts... I mean, you begin after it happens, and then you jump back to before it happens, and then it's kind of flashbacks, which can be done well, but I don't think it was done... I don't know if you needed it, is what I want to say. Yeah, I don't know why we needed to know that Natalie has an affair with... That's the, the subplot I don't like. All right, so anyway, yeah, we'll get to that. 
So what's your initial response, Tim? We'll go with you first. I, I was scratching my head the whole time watching this movie going, this makes no sense from a logical perspective. Yeah. And I know you're, you're spo- movies, you're supposed to put your logic aside and just enjoy them. But when they're claiming science and they aren't, I just kept going, I don't under What? Huh? Well, I mean, you throw logic out the window once they go into the shimmer. So I buy that part. Like, what's going on inside is not adhering to our idea of physics, which they explained quickly at one point. Right. And I get it. I kind of got it. I don't think I needed them to hit me over the head with it. I think I got where the DNA was. Because you see earlier in the film where she's a molecular biologist and she's teaching about cancer cells. And so as a movie watcher and a film, how are you doing? A film, (laughs) talking about filmmaking. I got it. I said, okay, it's going to be about cancer. It's going to have this kind of theme running through it. So I don't think I needed that at the end where they're like, oh, it's refracting the DNA. Okay, I kind of understood that. So the logic within the shimmer I buy because that's the the point. The point is once you go in the shimmer, you can't remember anything you've done. Mm -hmm. And... But you kind of, sort of, they couldn't remember how long they'd been in there. They didn't remember going to sleep or building a camp. But then they didn't do anything about that ever again. <laughs> but they remember things they did with. outside the shimmer. Yeah. I was disappointed they didn't play up the time. And, and they could remember. There we go. Yeah, and they could remember that their whole goal was to, in the shimmer, was to get to the lighthouse. Yes. So it was odd the things you could or could not remember. I feel like they could have messed with that a little more with the idea of time not being the same inside as outside. They only used it once and then it kind of dropped. Wouldn't it happen more often where then suddenly they'd be back somewhere else? That would make more sense. I don't know. That would probably just convolute the story more than it is. But all right. Anyway. So narratively, you didn't like the characters. I didn't like the characters. I understood why they're trying to make it a team of women. Didn't care. Um, I don't think they actually played that to their advantage or disadvantage. It was just a team of people going in who were just being stupid. (laughs) Yeah, the, the, I, I wonder how much of... This is the part... So I'm kind of torn on the movie. Not torn where I think it's great. I'm torn on certain aspects. I think some of what the director, Alex Garland, was doing was kind of... And I know we throw this word around everywhere and I hate it, but he was using genre tropes and kind of subverting some of it. So the idea of a team going in... That's an old, tired science fiction trope. You know, alien aliens predator the abyss yeah they're always going into these regions but it's usually men and so i get where they did that but then i thought isn't that just kind of obvious like okay cool you it's women now the problem is with for me i didn't care about half those characters i feel like it would have been a better movie with just natalie portman going in even though i don't that would have been a much artsier film i guess or maybe her and what's the doc, the psychologist, even though I didn't get her motivation, really. Oh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Her character. Yeah, yeah, I forget. Her husband comes back. He starts bleeding. They take him to the hospital. On the way to the hospital, they get they get taken over by the police and taken to the secret facility. Right. Where Natalie is, is informed about the shimmer. Yes. She goes outside of the balcony and hangs out. There are a group of people sitting out on tables, drinking beer, hanging out, having dinner. Four women invite Natalie over and say, hey, come be friends with us. Yeah. And that's our only introduction to those four characters about who they are yeah. and their roles. Or and why go, we care. And they're like, we're going in in six days. And Natalie's like, okay, I'll go too. Yeah. But there was no background about any of those four other than I'm a linguist. I'm a, I forget what their roles were. I don't think we, we got their names, but that was uh, that was about it. And so you I got some I weird. I care about them. 
You got some weird exposition when they're rowing in a canoe. Remember the one character yes. who I don't remember her name was just telling things like she cut herself. She, she, she wears wanted long sleeves, so you don't see the scars. Yeah, and that's just not. I don't. I, I, it doesn't help me connect with them. I sometimes wonder too, and this goes back to how the plot was set up. I wonder if they could have just started the movie if they were going to do flashbacks. What if they started the movie where she was already inside of it, but the audience wasn't aware yet that she was inside of it? So when they're messing with time and like these flashbacks and mental loss, or the later it would be a bigger reveal towards the end where you're like, oh, she's already in there. What's real? What's not real? Maybe that's not the point of this. I don't think it is the point of it, but I think from a storytelling perspective, that would have been much more interesting than just a basic. We're starting at the end, and now I'm going to tell a story, and here's these people that no one cares about. One thing we talked about over text and a little bit before this was this felt like they were trying to make an intellectual movie. Yes. But do they have the ability to tell this intellectually or did they have to, in their minds, dumb it down so Maybe. that it appears intellectual to people who aren't paying attention? Yeah, I wonder if... But by people paying attention to it, we're like, none of this stuff makes sense. I wonder if getting Paramount involved, if that hindered grand scale release i wonder if that hurt it i don't know i haven't read the book i'm interested now to read the book just to see what the adaptation where what happened there if there is an issue where the corporate giant got involved and said this could be a big budget i don't know thinker piece like interstellar or ex machina which by the way uh this is the same director as ex machina which i like a oh lot it was i didn't realize there was that connection yeah he re- and he wrote ex machina so when they when they marketed this, it was marketed as from the director of. Yep. And so going into it, you thought, oh, it's going to be this thinker piece. So it almost felt like it was trying too hard to replicate that instead of being organically smart. Does that make sense? Oh. I also watched Ex Machina, based on Dustin's recommendation, <laughs> and so I didn't know that there was that connection. So now I'm spinning my wheels making connections and. You really didn't know just now? Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, that's I, why I brought up Ex Machina. <laughs> well, as, as we've discussed several times, I don't pay attention to directors. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And there are very few directors I actually follow or pay attention to. Do you want to give your score or do you want to wait till the end? For Annihilation? Yeah. I'm giving it a D. A D. All right. I would watch it again just to maybe see if I missed something. Yeah, as I say, I only and, watched and, it once. And knowing that I'm supposed to turn my brain off and not think then maybe I would approach it differently. But no, you are supposed to think. That's the problem. But when you think, it doesn't hold right. up. Right, that's the issue. Then you have these weird binaries. I liked the CGI and I hated the CGI. The shimmer and when they're inside of it, I liked the film style. The lens flares got a bit much at the beginning, but then I realized they were trying to go for that inside of the shimmer. So to where, remind you that you're in there? Right, but then I didn't get it being outside, why there are so many lens flares. So then again, I'd say if she was inside of it and then at the end, like the reveal was, oh, you're in it the whole time and she's remembering this. Is this real or is this not? That would have made sense. But at the beginning, it was way too many lens flares for me. I didn't even notice the lens flares. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of it's a borderline Michael Bay lens flares inside. It made sense from a, because right. the light is refracting. So it makes sense you have these lens flares. But outside, I was like, why are the, why is the moon coming in with a lens flare? The CGI animals and creatures well, were the, in the, the moon plays an important part because was it that movie? Yeah, where he's looking he, at he it. He talks about the moon. It's like this is the same. I want to know that we're looking mm-hmm. at the same moon, and she makes fun of him for being romantic. And then they use it to to connect a theme about God making a mistake. <sighs> okay, 
back to my basic <laughs> my basic stuff. So I liked how it was filmed to a certain point. I feel like they could have differentiated the more dreamy aspects of the cinematography between being outside and inside. They just kind of carried through the same film techniques through both, and I don't think that worked for me, where they could have said, well, outside the world looks very, I don't know, uh, harsh and this and that, but then inside it's kind of foggy, and and I I don't feel like that worked for me. But I did like overall how it was filmed, if that makes sense. The CGI characters were in Uncanny Valley for me. They did not look real. Because at first I was like, oh, okay, eh, because it takes you out of it. You're like, that's not a real deer. I get that it's not a real deer, but it's on the same level it's supposed What's to What's going on in the story is when you're in the Shimmer, it refracts things, including uh, manipulating yeah, the DNA. CGI just so the, so the critters get mutated as well. So it's an alligator with shark teeth. Right. There's an opos- opossum blended with a bear yeah. that also... It steals the woman's steals, voice, steals voices which somehow. was cool. And then there were deer that were walking around with the big giant antlers. Yeah. But they mirrored each other. Yes. Which I felt like that was just lazy CGI. Just take this one, right. copy-paste it, and just follow them and have them follow each other. But I thought the CGI with the animals was lazy anyway. Yeah. I, and again, it's, it's that... The CGI, the industry is so overtaxed right now, it's hard to get good CGI anymore. That's a, that's a discussion for another day. But but what, um, but what does a mutation between a possum and a bear look like? It would like? still look like a bear. <laughs> like I said, the acting, Natalie Portman was fine. Oscar Isaac, I always like him in movies, even in Force, the Jedi, what's the, the last Jedi. I, I hate his character, but I liked him. Is he Poe? Yeah, okay. they kind of pooped on him. He's an ex machina too. He's the yeah. genius of the beard. The other three... I liked him in, in ex machina. Yeah. I like him in this too, he's, but he's not. He doesn't have a lot of screen time. Right. The other three, I couldn't care about. I I did not like, like we were talking before this, the like token Hispanic black actress. She was way too stereotypical for me. Like just saying, I think at one point she says something like, "She has hella food film clips." I'm like, you were a paramedic, and now you're just kind of this street talking Hispanic slash black woman lesbian. I guess. It was too much. It, <laughs> too many checkboxes. It was too much, and her character was too much, and every time she was on screen, I didn't like her, even though I don't think I wasn't supposed to not like her. So when she got gobbled up, you were fine with that? I didn't care. Yeah, I was like, cool, she's gone. Yeah. But again, it's characters that are just dispatched. But I don't know if that's... Again, I might have to watch again. Is that what they're going for with the whole subverting the... Because even in those old 80s, like, pol- like Poltergeist, well, Poltergeist, you brought a Predator. There's characters that are dispatched easily, but... Most of the characters in that you at least know about or care about. They've given they've given you enough story and yeah. screen time for you to feel and even so aliens you do right. yeah where you kind of know even the side characters in a way that when they die you know who's getting killed like Bill Paxton when he's getting pulled through the floor and shooting them and like you know what he's doing. This one was yeah you don't know them even though you're with them quite a bit in this movie. And, and part of it, since they are in the Shimmer and there's confusion and paranoia, that makes it even harder to get to know them because you don't know... Yeah. They all, they all start blending together. Yeah, they do. And, and you have, they have no distinctive personality because they keep morphing and shifting yeah. within the Shimmer. I couldn't tell you any of their names. We go back to that whole right. Rogue One, I don't know any of the characters thing. But I will say they're working with interesting themes, I think. And this is my biggest problem with Ex Machina, going back to that, it wasn't completely original in the sci-fi genre. 
like the themes in Ex Machina with artificial intelligence have been done to death. I think what made Ex Machina good was how they pulled off the end and the questions you ask after she leaves as opposed to, ooh, is it artificial intelligence? Is it good? Is it bad? Like, we've done that. It, but this movie's kind of dealing with similar stuff where it's replicating. It's almost like Invasion of the Body Snatchers at the end. And you're, it, I feel like I've seen it, but then they're trying to inject kind of overly, quote-unquote, simplistic but smart themes like, oh, the whole idea about God screwing up, and he's like, God doesn't screw up. It's sometimes you have to destroy to create type of thing. I'm like, yeah, we've gotten that before. Like, so what is good? Was bad? Is the alien presence bad? Not necessarily, but I got that. I was like, I get it. Right, because it wasn't there. <laughs> it wasn't there to destroy Earth. No, it was it, just it, there it, to kind of exist. Right, it's just creating its own space. Right. But then world. I don't know if I was supposed to sit and ponder it for hours after. I didn't. I said, I get it. It's, it was trying to survive. It wasn't like an evil presence, like the Predator or Alien or something like that. It's all right. But even Alien, and really Scott's Alien, is just a creature surviving. Some of the logical problems I had, and I was texting you as I was watching them, is even in Stranger Things, when they send the scientist into the portals... Upside down. Upside, into the upside down. They, ch- they put a tether on them so they can pull yeah. them back. So for three years, they've been sending teams into the Shimmer. Yes. And they never come back. <laughs> yes. And you can't communicate... Once you're in the Shimmer. So why did they bring walkie-talkies in the first place? Right, so why did they bring walkie-talkies and cell phones? And how do they keep all these things charged? Or ignore yeah. that. Maybe they shut them off. No, well then there's the, the they're using the film cameras and... Yeah. Anyway. But if you don't turn them on, I don't know. Anyway. Why not send teams of people into the Shimmer tethered? That way, if someone gets so far in, they do some discovery. Or, how about oh, giving them like pencil and paper and let them write down a journal as they're going through things that way well in a way they kind of, i mean they they stumble upon the remnants of other people like where but, they but filmed they're, it they're, they're filming them but, but they never i don't know why that yeah i don't but, know why they, inside like, but, they didn't like tell them this is happening instead they just film like this grisly scene to shock the audience and right but rather than if you're doing a journal then day two we forgot we set up camp yeah and then you send somebody from your team back with the journals through the shimmer and get people. They couldn't find their way out, though. Remember the compasses didn't had work. They a tether. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. And then there's the they're out at night and they're staying up in a fire tower. Yeah, I hated that with the light on. And then there's a guard shack at the bottom, which at first I thought they were all up the, in the fire tower together. I'm like, with the door open. I'm like, why were you all sleeping together <laughs> with the door open and a fire tower? Then they, they they pull back, and one of them is out in the guard shack at the bottom of the fire tower with the light on. <laughs> Reading a book. Reading a something. book. <laughs> if you're out on night patrol, one patrol, two, yeah, you they'll have sit a in a guard shack. Because if you're sitting in a lit cabin or lit shack, you can't see out into the dark. But they can see you. But they can see you. It's a problem with campfires in the right. wilderness. And also, because you're in a lit shelter, your eyes are dilated towards light. Which means that we look out in the dark. You can't Unless it's see red, it. which it was not red light. Right. It wasn't. And no. then, and then, <laughs> while they're in the lit cabin, they pull out the night binoculars, the night scopes, which, as we know from other movies, if you're looking through night scope binoculars and the light, you get blinded. Except in this movie, you don't. Yeah, I. And those are the, just some of those things. Like, if you're scientists, science. I mean, yeah, I. 
Again, I think a lot of it suffers from that. It was trying to follow specific genre tropes, but then also trying to inject kind of an intelligent debate on philosophy. What philosophy was I supposed to be contemplating? I don't know, God's existence of uh, replication of cells and nature and whether it's good or bad. or Is that the whole idea with the cancer where... Is the cancer actually bad? It's only trying to... I mean, it's a... It is just existing. But it's a mutation. I wouldn't say it's... Where this is another life form. It's not really a mutation. It's mutating the environment. So I I don't know. See what I mean? It's like it gets in that realm where you got to sit and say... I don't think it's... I don't think the film is on the level of as smart as it's trying to be. It gets more confusing with no answers. And I don't think that makes for kind of a genius film. I... I got it at the end. I shrugged and said, yep, like there's the moon again. And he was discussing the moon, but it's not the same moon as they were talking about. Cause you're watching that part in the past. And why did she have the affair? What'd that have to do with anything? Right. What that self-destruction? Was... She was self-destructing. Is it what she had an affair? I guess he was gone. I don't know. I'm looking through the, the texting that I was doing with Dustin <laughs> while I was watching it. And one of them was just when I stopped thinking, they won't let me. <laughs> I kept yeah. trying to turn my brain off and go, okay, I'm just watching. It's just, just a watching movie, it. and then something would go along because they're in. They walk up to a farmhouse that's overgrown with grass. After three years, there's yeah. been more than grass growing, ignoring that. But there's a table they all sit at, and the grass is all beaten down around the table. Maybe the soldiers were sitting there. Maybe, but how know. long ago were the sol- less batch of sol- soldiers that went in? But it's just very convenient that the grass was all beaten down around the table, so they could sit there and talk. Yeah, there. Yeah, I. It's a, like I said, just just when I stopped thinking, they won't let me. I kept I kept noticing these things. Like, no, no, their logic and science, it, it wouldn't let me think of what they're trying to make me think of philosophically. So I would say, I on first watch, I give this movie a C for the sake of, I like that Hollywood released it where you don't get major films like this anymore. Especially, I think it was released in the summer. April. Uh, yeah. It's nice that you got this movie and that the general audiences could <laughs> choose to go see it, which I guess <laughs> they didn't because now Hollywood's going to go. We're not making any more of these. But at the same time as Would a you person want- who's seen these movies and seen better movies, I, uh, it was just I, I say, right. would you Do you want to encourage them to make more movies like this? Yes. I like this better than Avengers. It's a smarter movie than Avengers. At least this movie was attempting... I think it just was trying to do too much in too short a time. At least this movie attempted a stab at a smarter film for mass audiences as opposed to, you have to get the gauntlet and the energy stone because none of those movies make sense, but we accept them completely because we go, oh, it's a comic book. Right. Whereas so, so it's this, an uphill battle with these if, movies. If this, was, if this was pitched as a comic book movie... People would accept it completely and wouldn't see it. If you said this was a Star Wars movie, they would wouldn't saw it. No, but just saying, just just a, a twist, a twist of marketing. Oh yeah, they would. Say, oh yeah, this is this is. They would have said, "Oh, it's book. fine because then the things that, that I'm yeah. I'm bringing up, we could no. ignore because no one would care." Comic, it's right. the comic book world. Because think of how many problems there are in those Marvel movies, and people just shrug and go, "Yeah, oh, yeah well, it's, eh. it's comic book. It's yeah, it's Marvel movies." But you make a movie like this that's supposed to be serious, people hate on it. Just because they say, oh, well, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, but then you go and drool through the mouth at 22 Marvel films that have some of the dumbest plot lines in history. I'm going on a rant now. <laughs> but my point is, I'm, I'm glad that this 
movie was made because at least people could go see it. You wouldn't have to go to the neon or some like back alley theater to try to see an art film. It suffers. There's a lot of problems, I think, with it. I think it tried to do too much. Some of it I felt was lazy, like the characters I felt were lazy. I, I would have rather liked to know the characters than just be token. Because even if you say, let's say your argument is, no, it's subverting the expectations of the 80s genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to see that anymore. So why would you just have flat characters just to subvert? But you're not subverting. You just made their genders female. It's the same characters. They're archetype characters. They're boring. That's why we got away from those. Although, I argue we didn't. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's like, it. yeah, that's all the movies are just basic, boring characters. But when you're trying to make this smart of a movie, it, ugh, it might need to be longer. I, I don't, I know you're going to yell at me for that, but I mean. It was long enough. For it me. was long enough, but I feel like it wasn't long enough to do everything it wanted to do. They could have used their time better. Yes. I think it relied too much on that. We're a team going in to see. Uh, and like but I texted. Yeah, but, but they weren't really a team. They, no, they, they were was, There was no, no activity other than them sitting around on the porch drinking beer. Yeah. That they, that bond, that they quote, bonded and made a team that we, yeah. that we saw. But I mean, I guess like. Uh, but see, look how long the movie Aliens is. That's like two and a half hours long for an action, 80s action movie. So I guess you have longer with those team members to bond with them, where you had a long... And also, we run across them, they are they have been out in space for a long time together before we yeah. before we encounter them, so we know they're, they're a crew, they're a team. And they team, have the little quirks, and right. yeah. Yeah, you're they, right. They eat dinner every night. This team was put together six days before they went into the Shimmer, and we saw none of their time together. Yeah. Other than the few minutes of them at the table. Yeah. Do so. Are they necessary? I'd say no. I don't. They don't impact the plot for me. Like I would rather see what's going on with Natalie Portman's character. Parts of it were trying to be like a psychological film. Right. Because what was it about her that she was able to maintain her mentality enough to make it to the lighthouse? I, and, and what about her husband that was able to make it to the right. lighthouse? But no one else was able to. Well, and also Jennifer and was it supposed does to be, get there. Was it gets... supposed to be about their relationship or they're like, because then part of me wanted to say like, should I go back and watch this in light of, is this a commentary on relationships where her going in there is trying to connect with her? Because they show them cheating on him. Right, they show and, them laying in bed and flirting. And but I don't tickling. know if I got that. But then know. later on when he leaves, when he goes on his mission the year before, there's there's no emotion. He's like, he gets out of bed says, okay, I'm leaving. There's no goodbye kiss there was no I which mean, then i guess because i'm guessing by then he, he knew, knew she was having an affair right but which is probably why he took the mission knowing that if i don't come back I, uh, if i don't come back i don't care but then what was the purpose like was that supposed to affect her character in it i don't feel like i got that it, it was just like her i don't know i don't know i maybe i have to watch it again i don't it, i saw it once yeah, yeah maybe but like, i was it, looking for it's it, a though. rom-com no, I mean I was looking for it because they put so much emphasis on their relationship, but then once she went in, I felt like, wait, am I supposed to be looking for like hints where it's actually her psychosis where she's guilty for cheating on him? But then I didn't get that. I was like, oh, but you they, get one scene or two flashbacks where she's having sex with the other guy, and but the end that was when it. the husband is filming the husband blowing himself up, yeah, and he's like, when you get out, make sure to see right Nina or whatever her name was. So was that him still showing that he loved her? I or guess. was that the alien voice saying, this is how we're going to take over and dominate the Earth? We're going to learn to adapt within, outside the Shimmer, and take over the world that way. Maybe. 
Because he was, I mean, he wasn't, again, when he came out, he wasn't nefarious or he was just trying to act normal. They didn't explain, though, how he but then wasn't when he dying comes, he anymore. he comes out and they team up. Yeah. And because before, Natalie was explaining that Alien isn't there to try to take over. That's right. Not, but he was then, just trying to live. But then that last scene makes it seem like the Alien is now aware of, I want to take over this planet. Or this is what it takes it to It seemed survive. like it with that last shot, how they yeah. were, yeah. Because they're now hugging, we're him embracing, and out outside the shimmer, and they both like, pretend like they don't don't know anything about what happened while they were in there, and they yeah. hug, and their eyes do the little sparkle. And it's like oh, they're both they're both possessed by the alien. And that was I I saw it coming. I saw the twist come the twist quote unquote. That's why I told you <laughs> Twisterino, and you're like no, like you kind of see it coming because you know right. the genre. You're like oh well, she's probably not. But that didn't make sense because she kills the alien. It but then get, again, it if, gave me the. I, I didn't have the luxury since we watched it on Amazon to go back and watch the scene where Natalie Portman and Alien Natalie Portman. Yeah, they're mimicking. Are mimicking each other, and then the grenade goes off. Does it kill the Natalie Portman character or does it kill the alien? Right, because and, and it does kill. The, it, from what I can tell, it does. However, it does kill the alien. However, however, Tim. However. The story you're watching is being told from the perspective of the alien. It's set up as if it's Natalie Portman, but then by the end you realize, oh, she's the alien. So technically, oh, so the you can't the, really... She's an unreliable narrator the, 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 the in a sense. The shimmery morph thing could have been right, Natalie it, Portman. Correct. And we were, I didn't think about it from that way. Because it's told from her perspective, so already she's an unreliable narrator. Right. But you don't know that till the end, but then... you. And the yeah, eh, so I guess that so then it works because you're like oh she could have just lied, but to build the whole thing up and then say <laughs> I lied. No, but I'm saying yeah. logically yeah. it's being told from her point of view. So anyway, that's what I it I give it a C. Maybe if I watched it a second time, I would find something else in it. Like I said, I'm glad it exists. I think parts of it felt lazy to me for as much money as they spent. But it's that CGI man. Going going back to our texting, I did say, but it's not mindless entertainment. No, it's not. And I did say, I guess I'm not supposed to have an engaged brain. <laughs> it can't be that hard to make an intelligent movie, can it? And then I said, I want Tommy to make more movies. <laughs> I would rather watch a Tommy Wiseau movie. <laughs> Tommy because Wasau you, movie. Don't, you even when you try to think about it, you, just, you, you don't just, need to. You don't need to. This is one is like you said, it's trying to make me think. I just think it missed a lot of what it was trying to do. Is the I think if it worked a little again, I haven't read the book though, so I don't know. Maybe I'll read the no, I won't read the book because I don't have time. Maybe, Maybe in two year. years, two years, I'll read the book and I'll get back with you. But yeah, who knows how the book is actually set up? I don't know. Anyway, that's what I, I gave it a D. I gave it a C. I, I went in with with no expectations because I didn't even watch the trailer. I just watched it because Dustin said to watch it. I guess I would watch it again based on our conversation now to see if maybe I would view it differently. Yeah. But I think I have better things to do with two hours of my life. Parts of it, right and I said this earlier, parts of it felt very video game narrative to me where they're just discovering things. It felt like this could actually be a better video game where you're playing the character discovering this shimmer world. That's true. Like the, you, the, the, wa- the, the, you walk across the you know abandoned playground. That's all very video game esque. Which, in our day and age, I guess that appeals to. That's what that's what sells. Yep. So, that's Annihilation. If you have other requests for us to review and discuss movies, yes. you can email us at podcast at org, 
or contact us on Facebook. We are Persinia Film on Instagram, and I monitor the Instagram account. And we are Persinia Film on Twitter, and Dustin responds to and, and manages the Twitter account. Yes. Anything else for this one? Well, that's it. That's all I got. That's a, we, anni- we annihilated annihilation. We anni- <laughs> that's all I got. See you on the next one. No noises today? Oh, yeah.